Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the relaunch of the Strive for Strength podcast. So diving into this episode, I think it will give you guys a little bit of an idea as to why I'm actually relaunching my podcast as opposed to when I started it around this time last year. But life has gotten pretty busy and I wanted to update you guys. But most of all, if you guys are new and you don't follow me on social media, I basically just want to take this episode to explain a little bit about who I am and where I've been in the past and kind of where I'm at now and um, hope that you guys can continue to join me on this journey and just learn a lot and feel inspired and um, take actionable steps towards striving for strength. So with that being said, I want to start off by just sharing a little bit about um, who I am and hopefully you guys can take something away from that. And if you can, I would absolutely love for you guys to do me a favor and um, give this a review. Let me know what you guys are feeling about this podcast. And if you find any kind of insight, any kind of value, I would love for you to be able to share it because the biggest thing is we just want to create a a movement. We want to create a community. um, And in order for us to do that, we just have to put the word out there a little bit more. So if you want to screenshot this, and put it on your Instagram story. Um, I would love to repost it for you guys and just spread the love. So thank you so much for that. But with all that being said, um, let us get started as to who I am and um, what I've really been through in my life and how things started off for me. So um, my name is Kendall, Kendall Strample, if you guys didn't know. Um, I am currently a 20-year-old. I live in San Diego, California, Um, That's something we'll touch base on a little bit further on down the line. But starting off, um, as a kid, I was born in Florida, in Dunedin, Florida, which is close to St. Petersburg. And my mom's from England. So um, soon after I was born, about two years later, we moved back to England for about two years, which is where I picked up my first accent, which let me just tell you guys, if you've ever heard of a Scouse accent from Liverpool, It's not the prettiest thing. No offense to all my Scousers out there, but uh, it was my first accent. And then we just so happened to move back to Florida when I was about five. And, um, you know, I had an awesome childhood. My parents were super cool. Um, You know, I had that English mom, so a little bit more on the strict side. Um, My dad had a really good job with me growing up as a kid. Um, He worked with finance and my mom was just a stay-at-home mom. Um, I have an older brother and an older sister. Their names are, uh, Brianna is my sister. She's a nurse. Um, She is 25 years old, soon to be 26. And my brother is 22, and his name is Bronson. And he lives in Pennsylvania, which is where my parents currently live. Um, So, you know, growing up as a kid, I had the support of my two older siblings, which was super cool. Um, I would say we're all very similar, but we also have pretty big differences between us as well. And... You know, throughout um, my years when I was in middle school, um, I was really a go-getter as a kid. I always got really good grades. I was always in the higher-end classes. Um, I just always would give 110% to everything that I wanted to do. And, um, you know, now with me being in fitness, like back then, 
I always wanted to play sports as a kid, but I actually grew up um, doing a lot of acting and modeling. And it was one thing that I felt a little bit pushed into, um, not necessarily by my parents or anything, but there was just a lot of expectations surrounding it. And I actually ended up giving it up when I was 15. Um, On that same note, though, when I was living in Florida growing up as a kid, um, in middle school, my dad actually um, lost his job during the recession. And that hit our family super hard. We went from being in a really good spot financially, um, you know, mentally, just really everything. We were really a happy family and we really had a great, I had a great childhood, but, um, you know, that's kind of where your money mindset starts is right around that age. And, you know, essentially me and my family lost pretty much uh, everything that we had. Um, We ended up having to move up to Pennsylvania. And at the time, my sister had just graduated high school and she was my absolutely best friend. Um, And she ended up getting a full ride to University of Central Florida. And that's where she stayed in Florida um, and went to school. And me, my brother, and my parents moved up to Pennsylvania. Um, And you might be thinking, well, Kendall, what the heck? Why Pennsylvania? Well, my friends, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, why Pennsylvania? But it's where my dad found work. Um, And believe it or not, it was in car sales. So he could have done that pretty much anywhere. But he decided to um, do that because my family had pretty much been in in the red for quite some time. You know, my mom wasn't working and my dad couldn't find work. So... He just needed to find whatever it was that he could, and he had traveled all over the place working different jobs while we stayed in Florida, but none of them ever worked out, and this one just happened too. So we moved our family up to Pennsylvania, and um, that's when I was right going into high school age. Um, I spent eighth grade there, and then I actually started running track, and that was like the number one thing that kind of got me and segued me into fitness, which is a huge part of my life right now and where I'm at now. But back then, um, after we moved to Pennsylvania, you know, it was my first year kind of being there. Um, I played volleyball. So that was actually how I made a lot of my friends when I first moved there in middle school. And um, I really found a love uh, for running from actually volleyball because we had such a prestigious team that I ended up Um, having to do like a lot of strength and conditioning and a lot of running. And I just love the running aspect of things. So um, turn forward to my high school years, I got into the track team, I got into cross country. um, And you know, when you get into those types of things, um, you know, your body starts to change a little bit. I was turned, I turned 15. um, And I was really happy that with running, I was actually able to yield some results in my physique. You know, I still ate like shit. I ate ate whatever I want. I think I would put like sugar on my ramen noodles. I was such a freak. I would come home and eat like two bowls of Fruit Loops and then a Rice Krispie treat and think that I was fine. But I was. I mean, my body, I didn't care about it too much. I was happy. I was content. My family was financially starting to get back on their feet with my dad working again. Um, And my mom actually picked up a part-time job at an Amazon warehouse. Um... And, you know, for me, I was I was fine. I was just running track. I was doing really well in school. I went to a high school that was super prestigious. Um, it was like a really high-end school, public school, but just a very good school up in Pennsylvania. And through doing cross-country and starting to lose weight, um, I also then got on social media just on a personal Facebook or a personal Instagram account um, where I would look at a lot of, like, 
fitness pages. I would look at a lot of other runners and I just really found a love for like a healthy lifestyle. But unfortunately, um, for me being 15, I just looked at a lot of the highlight reels of people's lives. And a lot of that just entailed people who were, you know, essentially, um, eating and only showing the really clean parts of their diet and only showing, you know, the chicken and broccoli and none of the carbs and low carb this and no fat that. And, you know, I started to kind of follow along with those things because like, oh, this is healthy. This is, you know, this is what I should be eating. And at first it was healthy for me. I was eating a lot of healthy foods, but in a good moderation, still having my balance. But Unfortunately, as I saw more and more results from taking certain things out that I would see on social media, um, I actually fell into orthorexia um, and anorexia nervosa. So essentially, I was extremely restrictive in the sense that I wouldn't eat anything that I didn't consider clean. Um, And I basically had obsessive compulsive disorder towards eating and exercise. So for me, um, I fell into really bad patterns and really bad habits where I would isolate myself. Um, I would ruin family dinners because we couldn't go where everyone wanted to because I couldn't find something to eat. Um, I would work out at stupid hours in the morning at 3 a.m. in my basement and then still go to the gym with my mom later that day because I wasn't old enough to have a gym membership. Um, And then, you know, I eventually ended up getting my own gym membership when I turned 16 because that's the age that you're allowed to. And I quit the cross-country team because, you know, during practices we weren't doing enough and then I couldn't go home and work out because I had too much homework to do. So I limited the time that I was running and doing intensive HIIT workouts at home rather instead and then going to the gym and lifting and just doing all these things that were just really destructive to my body and to my mindset. And um, at the time when I had my eating disorder... Uh, It was really hard for my family. I still think about it all the time nowadays. Um, I've been around people with disordered eating habits since, and I always talk to my parents when I think about, you know, how I was back then and seeing other people that I know doing that now. And I know how to deal with it because I went through it, but I praise my parents and I love them to death for, um, I want to say, dealing with me, honestly, because I know how hard it is now seeing other people in, in those shoes. So... Um, I'm really, really grateful for the family that I do have. And the worst thing that it came down to for me with my eating disorder was um, I was not allowed to work out anymore. My parents revoked my gym membership. They told me they would take my car away if um, I went to the gym, which good for them. Like, um, I praise them for doing that to me because, honestly, my body was close to shutting down completely. Um, And I wasn't allowed to work out. My brother walked into my room, and I was doing push-ups, and he just melted down. He was so upset. He called my parents. They weren't home. And I was like, wow, I just really need to do something about this. I can't keep living like this. My parents are miserable. My family is miserable. I'm miserable. And I was just lying. I was so manipulative. And I just knew, like, I just needed to make this change. Um, And I was pretty committed to it. Um, I did start to eat a little bit more food. And what actually really helped me was I started an Instagram page, okay? I started an Instagram page, and it was called Foods Are Friend. Yep, that was the name of it, Foods Are Friend. 
And I made it private. I posted every single thing I ate on that page. I connected with other girls who had eating disorders. And for me, it actually was so, so helpful until it became a little more destructive to the point where I was actually in competition with other girls who had eating disorders on the platform. Um, You know, who could eat the least amount throughout the day? Or, oh my gosh, you're eating that? I'm, you know, it was so bad. There was just so many bad comments. You know, you had the few girls who were, I mean, the many girls who were very supportive and they were always like, oh, wow, like I'm so proud of you and all of that. But some of it was really destructive and I couldn't take that anymore. And my parents actually found out about that Instagram and made me shut it down. Um, But then I really took the initiative and everyone always asked me what made me recover from my eating disorder. And I wish I could give you guys the answers, but for me, it was something that just really clicked. I was so sick of living the lifestyle that I did. I was like a junior in high school. I was getting made fun of in school. I was making my parents miserable to the point where um, my family was kind of falling apart because of me. And I knew that. And I knew that now. Like, I, I know it now. And I my parents always refused to tell me and believe that. But I know in my heart, you know, it was something that I was causing a lot of destruction. And I needed to stop it. So for me, it was a matter of just small challenges and small changes. And honestly, my brother was a huge help for me. Um, and I had a best friend who actually introduced me to bodybuilding. Um, and his name is Zach. He's super cool. Um, if you're listening to the Zach, I just want to say thank you with my whole heart. Um, Zach actually introduced me to his basement gym and he was like, Kendall, if you're going to be working out like this, you need to be eating to subsequent for it. You need to be eating to fuel your body because bodybuilding, if you want to put on lean body mass, if you want to build muscle, you need to eat the right kind of foods and you need to eat the right amount of foods. And I was like, all right, I haven't worked out in X amount of weeks. I really want to work out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it so that I can, I can recover so that I can feel good. And so that I can get my gym privileges back because I missed the gym and that was my life and I loved it. And so here we are senior year of high school, like three times a week, um, lifting in his basement gym. Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't think I've even told you that I was doing this, but We lifted in his basement gym like three days a week and eventually I got to a healthier weight, a healthier mindset to where my mom took me back to the gym. I got my own gym membership um, and I decided that I wanted to be a personal trainer. And so I was 17 or I was 18. No, I was 17. There we go. I was 17 and I started studying for my NASM certification like during my senior year of high school because I knew that I wanted to make what I loved into and take this passion and elevate it and serve people with it. So I started applying to schools too at the same time. Um, I applied to a bunch of different universities. You know, I graduated with a 4.3, but I never got a scholarship anywhere besides my local community college. So my parents were like, well, uh, you should go to community college, especially since it's for free. And I was like, okay, fine. So because I went to the local community college, Um, I was actually able to pass my NASM certification right after I turned 18. And from doing that, what I did was at my local community college, I started like scouting out clients. And so I was in the bathroom stall one day and this girl was like talking about how she wanted to lose weight and like all this stuff. And I walk out and I just got the cojones and I was like, girl, 
I just got my certification and I'm looking to take on clients. Like, I would love to help you out. Can I like give you a free session? Mind you, I'd never trained anybody besides myself in my entire life. And I was basically shitting my pants and I was like, okay, let's do this damn thing, girl. So I met her for a session and it was free. She loved it. We connected really well. And so I trained her for like six weeks and I had just started um, in college. So at this point, I'm in my freshman year of college at community college. I stayed home, um, which was great. You know, my parents were there for me. I was able to focus on working. Um, I got a job at McDonald's, my friends. I got a job at McDonald's as well as Chipotle. So I worked at Chipotle. I worked at McDonald's and I trained on the side while all being at the honors program at my local community college, okay? So if you tell me you don't have time to get shit done, I don't hear, I don't want to hear it because I still worked out five times a week and I still got to train my clients work and kept a 4.0, okay? I'm just going to brag a little bit there. Um, so I don't want to hear it if you say that you don't have time. So I basically um, was in my freshman year of college. I was training, I was working, um, and I was in class. Now, mind you, This is what happened to me, my friends. I was a dietetics major. At my community college, they did not have anything for dietetics. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take the classes I need. Well, my advisor put me in anatomy first, and I was in the honors program, and they put me on the liberal arts track, even though I was a STEM major. So basically, they told me the first after the first semester, hey, girl, you're going to be behind about a year. And I was like... Okay, so what does that mean for me? I have to retake a year of classes? And they were like, well, basically your chemistries are all out of order in your sciences. So yeah, you're going to be behind about a year and a half now because they only offer organic chemistry in the spring. And I was like, okay, this is it. I was like, I'm just going to change my major. Changed my major to exercise science. Was training, picked up like four more clients because when I was training that one girl at the gym, more people saw me, started asking me my rates and I was charging like... a session was like so cheap. And they were like, oh, that's awesome. I pay so much for my current trainer and ended up picking up like all these older moms from Planet Fitness. And it was incredible. Um, And hey, it was like paying the bills. So I quit my job at Chipotle and worked at McDonald's on the weekends, like one five hour shift. But I was sitting in my classes and I was like, I freaking hate this. I hate school so much. And this same year was when I started my Instagram account. So I started Fears to Fit, my Instagram account. If you guys don't follow me, you guys should go follow me. Um, But I started Fears to Fit, and um, it was like the summer before going into college. And I just posted on there. I posted a lot of my food to start off with, and then I started posting um, a lot more just about me and my recovery and what I was doing to make gains. I started um, throwing some knowledge bombs out there for all of the personal training um, knowledge that I had just to provide more value to people. And this was before like Instagram was like super huge too. So a lot of people started following me. I ended up having like 30K followers after like six months of having an Instagram, which was insane to me. Um, I got offered like sponsorships with like a few different companies and they would send me a bunch of stuff. And I was super excited because I was 18 years old and I had no idea what I was doing. But I did grow a super loyal following. And if you guys are my OG followers out there, you know who you are and you know that I know that you're listening to this. Um, and I just want to say that I love you. So I started to grow my Instagram. And so from growing that, 
um, a lot of people knew that I was a personal trainer in person because I would always talk about my clients on my story. I would always talk about my, I don't think Instagram story was a thing back then. I was always talking about my clients like in my post. And then um, one girl just happened to ask me, hey, like, do you online coach? And I was like, online coach? What the heck is that? What's online coaching? And then I was like, oh, I mean, sure, why not? So I charged her like $80 a month for like online coaching. And she stayed with me for two years, guys, by the way. But I charged her something really minimal for like a full-on one-on-one coaching. And I was like, wow, this is actually a thing. I can do this. So throughout college, um, my first semester, I just started like hyping up my client and her transformation just happened to be incredible for my first client. So bless. Um, And I ended up putting out, you know, a little bit more about my, my online coaching and I ended up picking up like 12 clients. So I'm sitting in my college classes, my, my women's studies, my sociology and philosophy classes. And I'm like, okay, I could be learning about Aristotle and why a tree is a tree, or I can sit here and make money and change lives by doing online coaching. Yeah, I'm going to do online coaching. So I would do my online coaching work and then my college classes started to suffer after the first semester. The first semester, girl got a 4.0. Second semester, yeah, girl was sitting at like a 3.2 because (laughs) I did not want to do any of my schoolwork. I hated all of my classes and I basically was just thriving with online coaching and my Instagram kept growing because I was just putting out consistent value and consistent um, content. And so basically I continued to grow my social media. Um, It came time when I was... It was 18. I was just about to turn 19. And, oh, backstory really quickly. My second semester of college, I also wanted to compete in a bikini competition. So I actually prepped for 12 weeks with a coach. Um, His name is Nick Comedina. He's incredible. If you guys don't follow him, go check him out. He's super upfront, super blunt, and I definitely will have him on an episode of this podcast. But um, he's been on a previous episode of mine, and... He basically helped me prep throughout um, throughout all of my, my first show. And I met him at the Arnold, which was like the first experiences I had at a fitness expo meeting like other people from social media. And I was like, I know that this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I want to do. I want to be around these people. I want to do social media. I want to like just immerse myself in this kind of lifestyle. And so... Um, forward back now after I compete it was like two days after my show and I sat down and talked to my dad and I was like dad (sighs) sigh I was literally like I'm gonna start applying for jobs and he was like what and I was like I'm gonna start applying for personal training jobs and he was like that's awesome like get a personal training job I was like but not in Pennsylvania and he was like well where the hell are you going and I was like My Brianna, my sister, she lives in Florida. I was like, maybe I like go live with her for the summer and just see what this job does for me. And so I applied to a job at a gym down in Florida called uh, UFIT and um, awesome, awesome gym, by the way, guys. Um, My sister lived in Altamont Springs or that's that's where my work was. She lived in Oviedo, Florida, right by Orlando. And she was like, yeah, girl, bring it, like, come live with me for a little bit. She's a full-time nurse, so she worked night shifts. I worked, you know, early morning to, like, midday, and I worked a split shift. And so I went, I applied, I got the job, and they were like, how soon can you get down here? And I was like, 
tomorrow. And they were like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, like I'll move tomorrow. And so I legitimately was terrified. I was 18. My parents were like, my baby is leaving the home. And I was like, guys, I might be back in the fall. If this doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back to school. I didn't mention anything to my college. Um, I said bye to my friends and I packed up my shit. And three days later, I kid you not, three days later, I moved to Florida to pursue a personal training job. Now, at the same time, I was still growing my online coaching business. So I basically was putting YouTube videos out now. I was posting on my Instagram all the time. I was picking up more online clients by being really consistent and, you know, just providing my clients with value and education because, you know, essentially that's what's going to help you continue to grow your business. So I just kept doing that. But then I started picking up all of these hours at the gym And I'm going to hype myself up here really quickly. I freaking killed it at that gym. My first month, I had like 60 sessions, which is like insane for like a first-time trainer. And then my second month, I was like close to 85 sessions. And they were like, what the heck? People who have been here for a year don't even train that many sessions in a month. So I would literally sit there at the gym, even when my shift was not happening, because I worked 6 to 12, and I worked a split shift, and then I worked from 4 to 8 every single day, five days a week, right? So Monday through Friday. And I would come in on the weekends. I would lift there, even though it was a 35 minute drive from where I lived because I wanted to pick up clients and I wanted to continue to just grow my in-person training business. And mind you, the gym only gave me like $9 per session for 30 minute sessions, but I was killing it. I was raking in like $2,500 a month. And for like an 18 year old, that's a lot of money. Like that's a lot of money for an 18 year old. And at the same time I was online coaching and I was like, wow, maybe I can actually do this thing. But I ended up getting really sick and just really tired of being in the gym constantly. And my own health started to suffer mentally and physically because you just can't be, you just can't do that for that long. It is just so taxing on your body, so taxing on your mental health. And um, luckily, I mean, I learned a lot about sales. I learned a lot about just people in general and damn, I learned a lot about training, a lot about the body, nutrition, um, all of those things while working at that gym. But by, I would say mid-July, I got a DM from um, this guy. um, And we had always talked for about the full two years that I'd had my Instagram. And um, his name is Chris. And he basically messaged me and was like, are you going to the Olympia? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Olympia. Of course. I love fitness expos. Why would I not go? And he was like, oh my gosh, me too. Cause he lived in LA at the time. So I was like, okay, cool. Like we should totally meet up. But then we started talking, we would FaceTime every day and like, we got really close and uh, 10 fast forward to the Olympia. Um, I was still working my job at UFIT and he was working at LA fitness and, um, we met at the Olympia and we were like, he was um, doing like a coaching academy at the time and he started taking his online coaching business off and started making really good money. And then when we met at the Olympia, he was like, oh, how are you doing with coaching? I was like, really good. I have like 20 clients, but I was charging like 150 bucks a month. So, I mean, it's enough to like pay rent, right? Whatever. But he was like, no, no, no. Like we need to like improve your coaching business. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. So this beautiful man, oh my gosh, he was like, let's do this. Let's freaking, uh, let's quit our jobs and let's like, let's do this damn thing. So we met at the Olympia. We like completely just like knew that it was like meant to be. And we, he flew after the Olympia, flew to Orlando 
came to see me. And then I, (laughs) this is a crazy story. I basically was like, I'm going to quit my job. He was like, you need to quit your job and then come back to LA with me. I quit my job, flew back to LA with him for five days, was like, I need to live in California. I love California. I'm coming here. And flew back to Florida, brought all my shit up to Pennsylvania and was like, mom, dad, I'm moving out to Cali. And they were like, you are crazy. And I was like, I know, but I love it. So then fast forward two weeks later and I literally came out to California with Chris. I stayed with him for like three weeks, flew home for Thanksgiving um, and then flew home for a little bit in Pennsylvania, stayed with my parents and then come January, I was like, guys, I'm going to get a place in San Diego. And um, me and Chris found a place here in San Diego. And um, in January, you know, my business was doing well. It was doing okay. Like, I was making a decent amount, enough of money to, like, at least get by for California anyway. Anywhere else, it would have been completely fine. Um, of course, California prices are a little bit higher. But um, I thrived here in California. I started to meet some incredible people, just make some absolutely amazing connections. Nick, my coach, lives here um, at the time. And then my um, my good friend, Lexi DeYoung. A lot of just people who are within the fitness space and who are just really like encouraging and really inspiring to be around were all in this area. And um, we decided on San Diego just because LA was just not my scene. The people are some of the people anyway, are just a little bit too much for me. And like the vibe is just not what San Diego vibe is. And I love the San Diego vibe. So we decided to come down to San Diego and, um, I just met so many people. The fitness scene down here is incredible. And it just motivated me so much to really just put out more. Like I just really, really wanted to educate people about, having the best relationship with food that they possibly could. I just wanted people to feel 100% confident in their bodies and learn that they don't have to freaking yo-yo diet. They don't have to go back and forth between, you know, not knowing what to do and listening to fat-burning pill marketing and just stupid shit like that that just makes me so angry. Um, And I wanted to just teach women to freaking love their bodies and, like, love their lives and be freaking authoritative and have fun. So... I started doing that and I developed my coaching business. I started um, Transform for Life, which is basically like my three-month-long course to educate women on how they can build a lifestyle and sustain that lifestyle and know how to make adjustments and program. And, um, you know, it's still my one-on-one coaching, but it's something that's a lot more long-term. So I started doing that and um, launching every three months and I would take on like 30 girls at a time and my business just really, really took off and I've actually just found such a huge, huge passion for business. Business and fitness are just like my main things. And that's why now, um, you know, through having the business I do, it really led me to just more personal development because if I want to serve other people, I know for a fact, like I need to be the best me that I possibly can be. And that's not going to happen unless I take care of myself. Um, So for me, it was a lot about reading like self-motivating books and caring about my own health, um, mental and physical, especially mental health. That's probably my biggest priority of all time. Um, So I started prioritizing that and started relaying that onto my clients, onto my Instagram. And, you know, I got a few awesome sponsorships with Instagram and I still YouTube. 
Um, but honestly, it's a huge driver in why I'm talking to you guys right now and why you guys are listening to this. And if you're still listening to this, I love you. I want you to right now just go send me some love via Instagram or DM and let me know that you were still listening at this point to my life story. But um, I basically, you know, where I'm at now, like I just want to put out into the world and I want you guys to listen to every episode and every guest that I bring onto this podcast and walk away with something that you can take action towards. The goal of this podcast for me with you guys is to really understand that if you have struggled with something, you can turn that into a strength. You can strive for your strength and it doesn't have to be because your past is defining you. You should let your past be a driver for you. Let fear be a driver for you. And with all the beautiful and amazing and incredible people that I'm going to have on this podcast, listen to what they have to say and take action towards things. I don't want you to listen to this podcast and walk away thinking about what you could do. I want you to walk away and go do something about it because if I never had the cojones to tell my parents that I was leaving school to go to Florida, to fly out to Los Angeles, to meet my coach at an Arnold Expo, like I would not be anywhere that I am today. I would be sitting in a freaking college classroom doing chemistry, learning about God knows what vectors or something that's physics, whatever. I don't even know school anymore, but (laughs) literally I would just be so miserable and unhappy and complacent. And I never want you guys to feel complacent. I want you to be so in love and so unapologetically yourself and no matter where you are in your life. And that's just going to come from you taking actionable steps towards it. And so with this podcast, let's just create our best self. Let's reflect on what we learn. Let's take action towards what we learn and what we hear. And let's freaking grow, my friends. Let's grow. So thank you so much for listening to this first new episode of the relaunch of the Strive for Strength podcast, where I am 100% committed and dedicated I've now taken my business to the next level where I can give a lot more attention to providing content for you guys via Instagram, via YouTube, and via my podcast, which is why I want, a lot, I want to bring a lot of business mentors on here and a lot of people who thrive in their businesses because whether you're in the entrepreneurship space, whether you're in the fitness and, and, health, and health and wellness space, I want this to be a safe place for you to learn. I want you to seek guidance from it. Um, So let's just kill it together, my friends. Thank you so much for listening in on this first episode. And I'm very excited for what is to come.